year, there's like some fabulous new tool that I'm like, holy crap, that thing's fantastic. <laughs> like, why? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I started my career with cast and pouring lead, right? Like, legit. My job was yeah. melting on the cubes and the, and the fucking pot, right? At yep. 14 years old and just, don't burn yourself, Bobby. That'll fucking leave a scar. You're like, okay, cool. <laughs> and now, and then it switched over to, I mean, ABS pipe, which my grandpa thought was, you know, oh my, the exact same mentality. Oh, that, that's never going to last. Like, that's yeah. just... <laughs> ruining the trade like it's garbage who uses that crap uh and we still everything was still uh i mean i even i, I go back as far as in, i've actually installed installed galvanized pipe in water for water lines that's yeah <laughs> oh, man. Like, uh, like that's how that's what was around though right like that's what you yeah. used all right i'm gonna open it up here okay open it up Okay, I, I hate to cut you off there. You were you were on a roll. <laughs> oh, you know how it goes. I can go back. I can roll. I'm like the tide. I roll in and out all day long. <laughs> all right, I, th- <laughs> this is Make Trades Great Again podcast. We have uh, Andy and I have uh, Bob Baker, the famous Baker Plumbing on Instagram. Bob, uh, <laughs> we we're talking today, and you got to start already about. Just kind of the new technology we've seen, uh, how things have changed in the plumbing heating industry. And, you know, we've talked about this before. Other podcasts have talked about it. But I think it's kind of interesting because when we get somebody like you on, Andy and I, we, you know, the three of us kind of align on the idea of, you know, new technology doesn't automatically mean that it's bad. And what you were getting at is grandpa complaining about the ABS pipe and stuff. I remember... When PEX, you know, I didn't install Galvanize, but I remember when I started out, um, the popularity of like CPVC and really the infancy of PEX, like at all. Like it wasn't common to see PEX keep being put in. It was maybe more common, like multifamily housing kind of stuff. But uh, yeah. CPVC was the was the alternative to copper. And copper wasn't an alternative to anything else, really. So that's where I was, right? Early, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. But you're saying you even saw for a little bit of time some galvanized pipe as new insta- new installations for water piping, right? I, w- I did a couple of new houses. And mind you, that's, I mean, I'm working with my dad, so I'm 12 or 13 or whatever oh, okay. the hell it was. Yeah. <laughs> like not not officially, but you were. The plumber. Yeah, okay. I got you. Yeah. Like I I literally installed that stuff at one point. <clears throat> and then like I said, uh, one of my early jobs was, you know, melting lead, which some of those meatballs like in Philadelphia still that's what they run everything in, right? Yeah. And so that was just a you know, when when we when my dad started buying ABS, you know, my grandpa was like like he was incensed like it was an insult like what the hell are you guys doing um (laughs) installing this crap like this this isn't gonna last more than three years i mean you're gonna rip it all out it's a piece of garbage and i mean now (laughs) now not only do they have abs but i felt the same way when they came out with cellcore where you're like dude what is this stuff like i can i can literally snap it oh no it'll be fine we promise and yeah, then, yeah. and then, 
you guys in the States, maybe not so much in Minnesota, but uh, in those warm weather, I mean, they use nothing but PVC all day long. And they have their little spinners that they use to cut the pipe that you're just like, dude, that's like paper. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and we we have to use it because of our weather, <clears throat> because the PVC glue, uh, yeah. as soon as it turns, gets, as soon as it freezes, it's garbage. Like I literally buy, you know, those 500 milliliter jugs of that stuff uh, 500 times over the winter because I use it once and stick it in my truck and it's frozen again. And I got to buy another one for the next time I need to use it. So it's interesting. Yeah. So you're, you, you guys, yeah, that, that's interesting to hear that weather comment as it relates to ABS versus PVC because it's cold here in Minnesota. And I mean, it can be a lot colder in Alberta, there's no doubt. But like, it's not warm. It's no warmer here as it's concerned with glue, right? And so to hear you say, like, that's why we use ABS, I'm like, but we don't, you know, we use PVC. It's a pain in the butt, though. It, it, it sucks to work with in the wintertime. But yeah. as it, there's a weird noise. Don't you have to keep it warm? Not, no. um, you get it, the all, all weather glue. I mean, you can, you can freeze it. It can go out 10, 10, 10 above something like that. And you know, it's, it's going to be fine. It, you set it out there for a week like that. And it's, it's going to get pretty much like jelly. How long is all weather glue around? Like I'm totally naive when it comes to PVC because we just don't use it at all. The the all weather stuff is it performs better, but it's not immune to freezing. Like it 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 will get turned to jelly if it sits around. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's not going to last forever. Put it that way. It does really well in the cold. You can basically it's meant it, it's meant to be used when it's below freezing. Put it that way, or when it's very very cold. It's got a wider operating range, put it that way. It's not immune to turning into that gel and whatnot. I was going to say, I had definitely have had more joints fail when it's, you know, when you're applying it, when it's cold out, you know, if you're doing a underground tie in or something like that, and it's zero, that's, I mean, it just sucks because it, it, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't bond well. The best so. stuff I've learned to work with, or I've learned working with it in the winter time is, um, the hot or cold or the all weather, and then, yep. or the gray, uh, heavy duty, it's made for like six yep. inch and above that yep. stuff will melt on contact, like bam. And so if it's really cold and you have to glue stuff, that's a good one, but it's also like three times the price. So, yeah, you know, pick your poison. What do you, you know, if you have to work with it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We, we don't use the ABS much here. It's just not really available in our suppliers anymore. It used to be, I know builders, I used to work for a company and that's what we used. And now that company even switched. So yeah, that medium body gray makes probably the nicest, uh, bead as well though. Like when you're done, if you do, if you got it glued up, right, it looks so nice when you got white pipe and this gray <laughs> welded bead. It's just, it's nice. It does. And you'll <laughs> never have a leak. I've never had a leak with no. this stuff ever. <laughs> The only time we use it is on our on our exhaust systems, right? But we use that specialized six three six glue. Oh yeah, which you guys mu- you guys must use down there, right? Yes, no, no. I've, I've never seen that. All six three six is is um the only difference between that and PVC. This is straight from my engineer buddy who works for a big boiler company. 
Um, the only difference between that and PVC is that it's been through the testing certification process. Otherwise, it's yeah. PVC. It's exactly why it's face colored. Yeah, which we have to use it. Like we have to have the stickers on it on our fittings, yeah. or they'll, our inspectors will fail it. Yeah, so. which is crazy because it's it's no different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. I know it's no different. Yeah, we've che- um, I, we've absolutely cheated on some hidden fittings. I'm like. That one's $8 yeah. and that one's uh, 92 cents. So use those ones where we can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm kidding. Well, well as it relates we, uh, to, you know, making the trades great again, you know, the, the technology, things like that. I mean, even PVC, plastic, things like that. You know, you you brought up like other parts of the country, Baker. These guys, these com- these plumbers in different southern states where they use PVC for water lines, like out in the... It's insane. You know, like I was just only... giving these guys. Yeah, I don't these even guys understand it. <laughs> like, like last week we replaced a, a water or repaired a water main that was twenty one feet deep, right? And so when you see, <laughs> and you know, like you see California or Florida, and they you know put, pull out their little garden hoe and they scrape two inches of the topsoil, <laughs> and they're, oh yeah, man, I'm digging in the dirt today. I'm like, oh. Do you guys yeah, even yeah. know what digging in the dirt is? Yeah, they don't. When they're, when they're putting the water softener next to the garage. Right? Yeah. They, well, <laughs> that's my favorite is they they mount their inst- or tankless water heaters on the shed, on the, yeah. you know, outside <laughs> with no venting. I'm like, I see, you see it in Australia all the time. And I'm like, dude, that isn't, like, I get it. But it's cheating. It, like, <laughs> it literally, my brain explodes. I'm like, dude, you can't do that. I mean, I realize you can, but in the moment, I'm like, oh, you guys, you're hacks. You're well, all hacks. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. They just live where They're all bad know. plumbers. No, I get yeah, it. Uh, I get it. You can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> not all of them. Um, no, so, like, we, t- we started out talking about the water lines and the materials are changing and stuff, but, like. Did you guys ever have to, ins- did you guys ever install Poly B? Like, we didn't do yeah. much CPVC up here, but I have no. literally installed a millions of feet of that poly B pipe. Millions of it. Because it was the all approved by the engineers. It was, you know, it was the asbestos of its time. It was going to save the world. And then, you know, 10 years later, <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, hang on a second. We may have made a mistake. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I did not. Andy, did you ever install Poly B? Uh, I I feel like one of my first Radiant jobs, we were either using up something that the customer had or whatever, but we were putting we, uh, half we inch. Ins- we installed it. Like we installed rolls of it in, in Radiant heating. Yeah. It was the thing yep. to do. And and Kitech pipe as well. Wait, I never did Kitech. Kitec. Yeah. I did Kitech. Tons uh, of it. Poly- Poly B was before our time. Andy and I started out at the same time within a couple of years of each other. Um, that would have been before our time. But now, you know, like I was saying, I was just talking to an electrician, uh, Adam's very completely cordless on Instagram. And we were talking about um, press fittings and whether it's mega press or copper. That's old, you know, red refrigeration for copper. Yeah. And now everything's come out with uh, a shark bite style, you know, push to connect. So now you can do a refrigeration and push to connect fittings. There's electrical fit, you know, conduit fittings that are push. And I told, I was telling him, I'm like, you know what? We were talking about threaders and stuff like that too. And then, so naturally I said to him, I'm like, I bet you you're going to have like mega press for conduit. 
or pro press, you know, you know Vega's pro press yeah. system for copper. Like I said, uh, you're going to have that for a condo one of these days. And he says, yeah, maybe he'd give it a shot. What do you think about stuff like that? I know you press Bob, but when you started out, did you, what was your first thought or how long did it take you to get on board with pressing things like copper? And- <clears throat> we did it quite early. Like I had the, I still have that CT 400 uh, there, yeah. the, um, rigid's original press gun that weighs, corded, yep. yeah, yeah, weighs 92 pounds. Um, yeah. uh, so we did it for commercial, uh, because you try and, you know, uh, solder a three inch T in a, yeah. as a, as a service like that. I mean, that's a whole day production. And if everything goes well, it doesn't leak at the end. Right. Like we, yeah. Yeah. So we would use it. That goes back to probably 2003, 2004, maybe my timing's right on that. But we never used it for um, like residential stuff. Yeah. Right. Like we, we did a couple of houses, probably 2008, 2010. They, the owners wanted everything in, in copper pipe and we soldered the whole place. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's, you know, it was way cheaper. And that's, that's the beauty of what's happened in the last, particularly with press in the last six or seven years is everybody bitches about how expensive they were, but you go back to 2009 and a, and a half inch 90 was 45 cents and a half inch press was, you know, six bucks. I'm like, yeah, no, we'll, uh, (laughs) I'll grab a bag of the soldered fittings, please. And we'll just, you know, work our magic that way. Right. So the price point has definitely come down to make it, um, an option for us. Uh, well, on the, but on see, the that's a great, samples. that's a great thing to bring up because Andy, you didn't, it took you a while to warm up to the idea, um, of using press on your jobs. In fact, as recent as like four or five years ago, right. Where you switched over from sweating. I know you had the tool, you had the fittings yep. for here and there, but was it price related or what was it for you? Part of it was price. Um, part of it was, also that, you know, it was, you know, like a lot of guys, you know, or a lot of installers out there were like, oh, you know, it just looks, you know, soldered up boiler room just looks so nice. You know, everything's soldered, everything's tidy and looks good. <laughs> you know, I, I, I waffle back and forth because uh, same thing like Bob was saying, you know, I mean, half inch 90 was like six bucks and you're like, geez, you know, I mean, I don't know if I can sell these boiler jobs. You know, we got like 35, 90, half inch 90s on this job. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. what's that cost? You know, you got eight hundred dollars yeah. in fittings. You know, and I yeah. got all these boxes of fittings and buckets of fittings on the truck already, and you know, kind of back and forth. But um, it's interesting. Um, Rob, the the guy that works for me, and I were talking about it the other day. We were uh, pressing a boiler room together, and and he made some comment about somebody was ribbing him about press fittings on one of his posts. And I said, you know, I said, here's the thing, and I was thinking about this the other day. I'm pay the customer is paying us more than two dollars a minute to work on their systems, right? And when you start yeah. rolling that out at two dollars a minute and go, okay, I can use the one dollar fitting for a sweat fitting, or I can use the let's let's call it a fifteen dollar fitting for press. It is yep. almost impossible for those two to pencil out. Um 
you're, you're, I mean, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to have the press joint done and, and be fitting up the next three joints by the time I've gotten done soldering and letting it cool or, or wiping that joint or whatever, or prepping up, um, you know, we're 10 feet across the room already. And you, you bring up a good point on the technicalities of the piping system itself, the letting it cool down the, you know, technically cleaning the system the way you're supposed yeah. to with, you know, cleaners yeah. and things like that. I know nobody, I don't know anybody that does that. <laughs> yep. I've never met anybody that did that. <laughs> However, you're supposed to do, okay, let's say we, okay, let's just eliminate that. And that now, honest to God, I don't care how good of a plumber you are. I don't care how much you trust your guys or gals that work for you. There is time spent and dedicated to just checking for leaks. Yeah. You got to do that when you press it too, but you do a whole frick ton less of that when with checking for leaks when you press stuff. You got to admit that. Yeah, we our model was if you could have less than than five percent leakage when you soldered a, when you did a solder job, yeah. you'd be like, okay, a boiler room. How many solder joints do you have? Three hundred. Uh, yeah. Right. If you do all your headers and all the rest of that stuff. And so, you know, if you can end up with less than 10 leaks, everybody's giving each other high fives, frankly. Yeah. And and they're not leaks. They're not leaks that are spraying across the room. Like I'm talking about the little, like the little weepers. Like, oh, damn it. Like there's, you know, I got the, I got this, I got the, the the flux brush hair in there somehow that didn't, you know, seal it up perfectly. on a two inch fitting or something crazy that takes a whole yeah. ton of time and now you got to go back and fix it so that's lost time andy your right. example like how much you get paid per minute and then just do the math like i never even thought about it that way you can't yeah well, like you could take a 15 dollar fitting that takes you three minutes to put in that's 45 bucks let's say yeah no that's so, not and that's what I was, that's not what that's you're going what, how you're going with the math <laughs> right never but mind what, i screwed that what, up already well, but but still, th- think of it that direction. You know, let's let's say it is three bucks a, a fitting. Let's say that you've got the pipes prepped, right? Or they're cut to length, not prepped, right? They're cut to length yeah. so that you could you could choose. We're going to go on one hand. We're going to go solder. Or on the other hand, we're going to go press. Okay, so you start. You, that's your starting point. You have two pieces of copper pipe that are essentially ready to be pressed. Because I don't I don't clean my copper when I'm ready going to press it. If it's fresh, no. new pipe it's getting getting a fitting put on it and we're going yeah so if you look at the time so what i mean i'll ask you you guys both eric (laughs) yeah i mean how long does it take Uh, let's let's say we're doing a one inch 90 to prep the pipe flux it and sweat the joint what's what's your best guess a minute two minutes three minutes no man it's four or five minutes easy it's okay it's five it's five five to to ten minutes to prep it all to prep it's it all five up to ten minutes, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's you're not a minute. Thirty no. seconds with press? Forty five seconds, maybe? Well, you gotta you do have to ream it in or I call it reaming, well, some people call it deburring. You so have to I ream, it both, ream deburr. You have yeah. to ream it anyway. No, no, yeah, so you you that do. just you do. negates yeah. itself, yeah. right? Yeah, I know you're right. Right. You're right. It's so, crazy. And so then let's, and then the larger you go, the more savings you have. Okay. So let's say it's let's say it's five minutes per, right? That yeah. comes out 300 fittings per boiler room times yeah. $2 a minute is $3,000 to sweat fittings, okay? Okay. Fitting, let's let's just take on that the, the fittings are given to us. 
versus. I am not prepared <laughs> for this level of math that's going on right, right. now. Just so right. you guys so they know. Gave, yep. So they gave <laughs> okay. us the fittings, so, and we just yep. did the labor. Okay. Yep. I we're gotcha. just doing. We're just worrying about labor. So let's say we're a minute and a half on press. Okay. Let's. We'll be yeah. generous. So that's okay. four hundred and fifty yeah, yeah, minutes. Yep. Times two. <laughs> it's nine hundred. Comes out to nine hundred dollars. Three thousand dollars versus nine hundred dollars. It's insane, right? You start. Ugh. I mean, start thinking on that. We don't. We didn't. You know, I don't know. And the and the price of copper fittings. I mean, I don't know. What's a one inch sweat ninety these days? Three bucks. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. It's got. It's probably six you know? bucks. I have no idea. I couldn't yeah. even tell you. I don't. Press is probably under ten still. I'm. I almost guarantee it's under ten. If you're working on like a like we do mostly commercial, so none of our stuff is dry. Like everything we walk in to yeah. fix or or yeah. install a new product is on a live system that we have to, you know, isolate as best we can, which in my world means hopefully it's just a slow, uh, you know, stream that comes out of whatever I'm working on. And, and you know, we've done, I used to buy all those uh, pipe expanders that you'd shove it up inside there and twist it yep. and seal it and put your valve in and I yeah, mean, that's jet a, sweat or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And hope that that would hold without any issues. And now I can like you, we've done it. I'm sure you guys have done it, where it's almost live pressure, and you slide that valve on, and you press it, and you shut it off. And well, <laughs> so, okay, so we can go so on and on and on about this. And let me let me switch directions here because I don't want I want this to keep going. And you guys are smart, and I want to hear what you have to say. I said before you bounce out of this, I just want to throw this up. I just looked up on my iPad here. Um, through one of my local vendors, um, okay. one inch pro press 90, my cost, let's say seven and a half bucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For that's a Vega. Yeah. So a Nibco one inch sweat L eight twenty. Oh, it's more? <laughs> more. It's more. A sweat? A, a sweat, sweat is more? Yeah. That's I, crazy. No, you're getting, you're, you're getting no, screwed by your wholesaler. You better phone them tom- no, something. tomorrow. No, no. I'd say the opposite. <laughs> I mean, He's getting a hell of a deal on a press 90. That's, that's <laughs> probably what it is. <laughs> no, okay. So we're switching gears, though. It's it's uh, all related, though. I'm not going to talk about materials and stuff now. I want to go back to kind of where we started this copper, the press thing. And it's just a great segue or a great place to segue into. Was it... <clears throat> I asked you, Andy, was it based on cost? You, you kind of answered, no, it was, you know, I was just kind of hesitant. We were happy with what yep. we did. I, I probably summing may, if I'm putting words in your mouth, stop me, but it was more like, we're happy with what we're doing now. Switching yeah. wasn't going to really benefit you. Right. I had that same pride that so many guys that are and installers that are resistant to press say they have, you know, oh, you know, taking all the skill out of it. You know, it's, there's an yeah. art of art of soldering. And you know what? Yep. A solder joint, I still agree. Hey, it looks great. When it, when you had a great, a clean solder joint, it looks good. But you know you what? Were just bra- you were just bragging press- about the, the bead on a, on a I, glue. I'm fitting. telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the next time you sweat up a two-inch joint or a two-and-a-half-inch joint, man, that I, capped-off I, joint is beautiful. It looks good. Yeah, I agree. Oh, man. But okay. the next time you press a two-and-a-half-inch copper joint and you look at it and go, damn, there's no heat marks, there's no solder dripping off, and there's no flux. Wow. That's, and you did it overhead. Gorgeous. Yeah, you did it overhead <laughs> and you didn't drop drip the solder down your chest and like, you know, yeah. what go on and on, right? So I literally had funny. was accused of doing drugs because I had track marks on my <laughs> in my inner forearm. 
yeah. that just dripped all the way up because I had a job that you you know you're all sort of pretzeled in there like a yoga instructor. Yeah. You know, like this is going to drip on my arm, and there ain't nothing I can do about it unless I want to redo <laughs> the last hour of my life. And so you just let it sit there and you watch it burn into your skin. Yep. That's so uh, painful. Uh, yep. The solder <laughs> that gets the ball of solder that gets on your fingernail. You ever had that? Oh, uh, yeah. yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I, you don't, you so, don't know pain until you have oh, molten man. metal cooling on your fingernail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right? Oh my god! <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. And you okay, can't, but well, and, and yeah, you can't say anything because you're just letting it. I'm in a you know a commercial yeah. space where there's guests, and I just have to be like, oh, yeah, be yeah. as calm as possible. Poker face, everything's cool. I'm just dying here. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say my reluctance to transition from uh, press or from sweat to pet press primarily came to supply chain. At the time that I was making that change, I had, I know of at least two of the supply houses that had, one of them for sure had zero press fittings on the shelf and no intention of putting them on the shelf. Yeah. And I had two supply houses that were carrying some um, Nibco and some uh, Vega. And then it wasn't until Ferguson came in and said, hey, yeah, we're going to stock up with Vega. And they stocked everything up to one inch, right? You know, so half, three quarter, one, but they didn't, it was a Ferguson Express. So they didn't stock inch and a quarter, inch and a half, two inch. I mean, the stuff that you really capitalize for that price point. And, uh, and that was, that was a big change. You know, I mean, I I started going to the point where I was going to the supply house and I'm like, Hey, I need 25 of these. And they're like, Oh, we have six. I'm like, what do you mean you have six, three quarter nineties? Yeah. You were only buying 25. (laughs) And I'm like, that's what, the surprise there for me to... is that you were only asking for 20. I know it's an example, but sure. the amount of fittings I buy at a time when it comes to like 90s, I just say, well, <laughs> what's in a box? I used to ask what was in a right. bag. I know what the bag quantities are now. Yeah. If it's under it's one inch, case. it's 10. If it's over one inch, it's five. And then inch and a half and up is one a piece, right? That kind of thing. Yeah. Now I just like, what's in a case? Like, just send me whole box quantities because I'm so yep. tired of price increases. Well, that's what I want to get. Okay, so we've we've ironed that out. Bob, you saw the the advantage of this new technology. We're using press as an example, but you could probably say it about a lot of things. And we brought up plastic earlier. It saves time, and it made what you were doing more efficient or more reliable, or it solved the problem for you. Did it come without any problems? No, everything comes with problems. Yeah. I can tell you though, on one hand, I just I got, I got this question in my Instagram. I don't know, maybe it was today, but it was at least this weekend. And somebody not trolling or anything just asked me straight up, like, how many times have you had a press fitting leak, or how many times over the years have you seen this? And my answer was, you know, to the point, like, look, I've been pressing for like twenty years, and a handful or two handfuls of times I've seen leaks on press fittings. And that's it. Like, that's all I got. I don't know what to tell you because in how many years, how many fittings have I pressed over that amount of time? And to have only a handful or maybe 10 fittings ever leak. And honestly, the leaks I've seen have been either material defects, like other brands. There's a lot of brands. And when they started cutting their teeth on this technology, they weren't, it takes time. Vega came out with it. 30 years ago 
You think they didn't have problems when they first came out? And then Nibco comes along and Mueller and Jay, all these other companies, they're going to have problems. Well, I think the stuff I've seen leak has always been other brands, but usually it's things like brass, like valves and things like that, right? So it's not like it's without its issues, but that's what I want to get at. We talk about this today in 2022, and we talk about it like, oh, we start the conversation, our grandfather, our father, whatever. Everybody resisted this stuff at one point in time. You go on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, and friggin' everybody's got a press tool now. So where did it switch? Because when I started doing social media for Mechanical Hub, people were like, I can't believe you do that. That's bullshit. You doesn't take skill to pull a trigger. It's been 10 short years that people have made that like major transition. So we're looking at, Andy and I talked a little while ago, Bob. Maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. There's a PEX product now approved in North America for gas distribution. CSA approved. You can use PEX. And it's a PEX all PEX, you know. Everybody's familiar. Everybody in our trade is familiar at least with what that product is, you know, that kind of material. It's PEX with an aluminum barrier inside of a sandwich between two PEX materials. For gas, who's going to who's gonna uh, resist that? I don't know, like probably eight out of ten plumbers, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> like in HVAC contractors. I was actually surprised on – our Instagram feed related to our, we did a podcast episode about it and I was actually surprised how positive people were. Wouldn't you say the same, Andy? Like people were like, Oh, oh, finally, you know? Yep. Well, we had a a number of overseas guys that were like, Oh, we've been using this stuff for years. It's awesome. Yeah. And you're like, what? Okay, cool. When you think about it though, you know, we use our, our, uh, you know, our PEX lines and, and because I use Kitec, which is the exact same thing. Yep. It's, it's not the exact same thing, but it's the same idea sure. with the aluminum yeah. barrier in there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you're running, you know, 140 degree water at, at 60 PSI. What's your normal house pressure? Like here in Alberta, like our ours is half a pound. Yeah. At For most, seven inches. Right? And so... Yeah. And and most of it is seven inches, and so like yeah. that's baby's breath that runs right. through that through through that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I've off I've thought forever. Why can't we just? I mean, and we've I've seen it. You've probably seen it where the homeowner ran yeah. a garden hose and just <laughs> ah well it'll work for the time being. And you're like oh my hell like you're surprised you did die, and that's <laughs> only because the garden hose is a permeable uh, yeah. uh, material that that <laughs> right. gas can leak through. I don't do it. Uh, no. any stretch but um right. i think it's awesome and 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 overdue uh i mean that was the biggest expense and the dirtiest part of any new construction job or any job that i've ever done until megapress came along was pulling out the the threader and the oil and the freaking you know i i i had special coveralls for doing gas cuz it was such a <laughs> yeah. nasty job Right. When yeah. I, fr- yep. When I first started out, uh, I worked, uh, for a pretty big residential shop and we did a lot of townhomes that were like custom, like on the golf course, townhome kind of things, not malt, like two, like duplex kind of townhomes. And yeah. we did entire, we did hundreds of units in black iron pipe, but we do have it, almost everywhere we work is high pressure. So it's two PSI, which is nice really nice to work with 
so your pipe's a lot smaller, but everything in those jobs were, um, were black iron. And I threaded pipe for just honestly weeks at a time. I would just, that was my job as an apprentice to go in under the direction of the journeyman. And I would just go from one house to the next. And he would be doing, he and other apprentices would be doing the waste event and the water lines and things like that. I, for weeks and months at a time straight would just do gas pipe. So, so I'm not, that's, I'm not special. Other people have done that exact scenario on a rooftop or in a shopping mall or in a high rise or whatever. Okay. What I'm saying is, is I can absolutely tell you for sure that Bob, you're right. It's dirty. It's, it kind of sucks. I don't care what anybody says. Um, it's hard work. It just takes, it's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of just monkeying around. Like there's no quick way of doing things. You can be efficient, but it's not fast. Put it that way. That's a probably the best way you can sum it up. Yep. And so when they came out with CSST, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) Like we can just pull this stuff like water lines now. Right. I'm not the biggest fan of CSST admittedly because I have had leaks with it. Um, and it is also hard to diagnose leaks with that piping system. A lot of times, um, they're so small that it's hard, they're hard to find. So um, that's not the point of what I'm saying to now to go from iron pipe threaded to CSST. And, uh, in some cases, a lot of times here, residential, we use copper, but then to go and say, we're, we can run PEX. I'm all, I'm all in. I'm absolutely all in, but it might run into the problem. Like you were talking with press, Andy, is where it's going to be a supply issue. I don't know what it would be be like for you, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of, I mean, it's, I won't lie to you. It's Alberta. So we are kind of the last to get everything <laughs> like mega press. I don't know how, I don't know how long you guys have been using mega press, but honestly, it has not been part of our solution package uh, until probably two years ago. Where yeah. like everything else, we I had the you know we had the Rams compact threader that I could hold up you know I could thread yeah. stuff in the ceiling and all that sort of garbage. But when that stuff came out, when we finally got it, probably a year before COVID, um, I was like, this is that's when we went crazy. Like every one of my I have a press gun. The boys each one of the boys has a press gun because it's just to do those type of jobs is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. With that, with that mega G stuff. Um, yeah. We, we've got a pretty good stock of the mega pressed gas, but none of the mega press green label for water, for water. So for like heating systems or steam, we don't, I mean, I can get it, but I got to order it. Yeah. We don't have any steam up here. All our stuff is gas. And so I don't know. I mean, have you do you guys have you guys seen that your uh, PEX gas piping anywhere? I I mean I haven't not seen yet. it. It's not here in the Twin Cities that I know of. Um, I'm more interested in what I'm going to need to put it together. I think there's a manual tool because it's a different press. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, fitting. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that a jaw would be available for a you know the compact tool that we already own because I mean then I'm probably <laughs> going to be all in on it. I'll just buy some yeah. and have the fittings I need to get by with it. I don't do any new construction, so it ain't going to be you know a big jump for me. It'll be a you new Clauka tool with metric heads. 
Oh God, <laughs> yeah, you're you're not wrong, but I just needed to have the right jaw. I needed to be kind of the universal, like the jaw that's universal to us. Yeah, the, you know, right that fits um, in your machines. Right, yeah, exactly. but just to your but just just to your point of why why it's changed over the last you know decade or you know in, up here the last five or six years is I remember buying those pex crimpers for a thousand bucks, like a three quarter. <laughs> yeah. A three-quarter pet scrimper was a thousand dollars. You buy them now at Home Depot for sixty-five bucks or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, w- when I bought the CT four hundred, I mean, I think it's a dinosaur, but it, like it was eight grand, and that and it, right. that's and it weighs <laughs> it weighs eight hundred like, pounds because it's, it's like, a it's steel like, yeah. box, yeah. right, with all the heads. Yeah. And you need yeah. a you need uh, a freaking dolly to haul that thing around, and so we, like no. I said before, we only used it on the commercial one because it was such. Oh, I mean, such we babied pain. it because you're like, yeah. ah, you, I don't want to. If I nobody, what's the cost to fix this thing? Ten yeah. grand? I'm just going to be need, really nice to it. The yeah. first time you I used that CT400 thing around. Yeah, that like the first time I used that CT400, I was climbing up an extension ladder, it was like a right? twenty-five foot, twenty-six foot extension ladder, <laughs> just We're shaking a, uh, a, I think it was an inch, yeah, inch and a half or two inch coupling on the top of this hot water generator. In a, it was a rendering plant or a meat meat processing plant, and I'm up the side of this thing, you know, and I'm dragging this thing up. Got my arm in the in the yeah. the stirrup, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it, it had like I've got twenty. Not not only you know the the weight of the tool, but twenty five friggin' feet of extension cord hanging off of it, and I, you know you're like, how am I? There's no, I, this is impossible. You know, like you're literally taking your life into your hands yeah. now, right? Like, yeah, like, or anybody yeah. below you, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. clear the yeah. way because if this it's thing drops, a, it'll kill you. Right, hundred pounds of cast a cast aluminum coming on your head. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and now well, and now. So, you, Go ahead, Eric. I no go. Yeah, I I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, uh, no, I was just going to say. You see, uh, you know, v- Viega's uh, rendition of the of their press gun. I mean, it's a yeah. little tiny plastic. Like it's it's this big. It's tiny, and I just got the whatever the RP three fifty one. Yeah. Yep. Which is great. It's a nice tool. But it's yeah. It's a fantastic tool. But it's got. I mean, it weigh. It weighs the whole kit together. Weighs like sixty five pounds or whatever it is. It's still. I'm like, fuck. This is still heavy. It's just because I'm thirty eight pounds in the case. <laughs> just for the copper jaws, it's thirty eight pounds. I weighed it. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. So next question. Same. You know. Same topic. Same. You know. As it relates, and I think progresses through this conversation. These young. These young guys and girls that are entering the trades and have only been in the trades, let's say, for ten years, and they. You know, I'm not discounting anybody's experience or their uh, their own opinions, but I see people in, you know, my comments or in the comments of other posts, like bashing somebody because they used a shark bike fitting or something like that. And I think, you know, you've been doing this for like a couple of years, bro. <laughs> Settle down. You don't know every count. You don't know every <laughs> situation, but these are the people who are going to see probably the most amount of changes in their career because, and I say that not to say you haven't seen a lot, Bob, or that, you know, your business as you've been around, it hasn't seen a lot, but it took, it took 10 years for PVC to replace cast iron. 
I mean, I know here in the Twin Cities, there are plenty of houses built in the 70s and 80s that still yeah. had to have cast iron below the floor, but everything else yep. could be PVs, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. It took, it took, in my opinion, in my experience, it took like 10 years or so for PEX to completely eliminate the norm uh, or really kind of the option of using copper for new construction housing. And then, you know, we've been kind of stuck for a while where PEX has been pretty normal. Press is going to eliminate the majority of of soldering, but not completely. It's going to take a while to eliminate, you know, threading pipe, I think. I'm not sure. It's all but eliminated welding, though. Like, just straight up. For industrial work, there's there's a lot of welders, but there's a lot more jobs that are just pressing it together. Because they can't afford... To because the labor issues, right? And then the liability what are you, things like that. What are you allowed to like? What do you have to weld to? Two inch and above for you guys for for gas? Uh, yeah. three, two and a half and above from Minnesota. Two and a half. They're na- nationwide, as far as I know. Yeah, it's same um, up here. Sorry, we can. Yeah, I think it's the same. I think it would be the same. Basically, it I, I don't think that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's really any different when it comes to that. Uh but when you bring a welder in. Like I've done it where you bring a welder in to weld one fitting and it's $2,000. It's a, it's a day for two people. It's crazy. Right. I need to take this two and a half line and can you reduce it to two inch? Yeah. That's two grand. I'm like for like two fittings and three welds. He's like, yep. I'm like, all right. We pass the savings along. Right. So anyway, now you can press up to four inch gas. Did you see what what Colin did yesterday with his stupid hat rack? His three thousand oh dollar hat rack. Oh, three three thousand might be might be cheap. That's wholesale. That wasn't including labor. Um, no, but these young these young plumbers and HVAC, you know, male female, it don't matter if you're if you're under ten years in this business, you're gonna see the most amount of change. I think. Than compared to anybody that's been in the business for 30, 40 years. And I don't know what's next. I'm not sure what is, is coming. I think we, you know, I brought it up earlier. Like the electricians are going to start seeing some major changes. They gotta, but do you think, Bob, do you think as a business owner that these changes are, are helping your business overall, or have you seen any setbacks? Are you reluctant or are you just welcoming them, welcoming them in? Well, I don't think we have, uh, you know, uh, I think not that you have any choice. Them. That's what I mean. Like, what do you like? That's what my brain stutter is there. What choice do I have? Like, I can say we're not going to do this because it's FYZ, but, you know, my competitor is going to do it and he's going to do it faster, cheaper. That's uh, what I'm looking I'm for. Gonna, yep. like, like, than I am. So I have no choice but yep. to to be competitive. And I talk about that with the boys all the time. I'm like, you guys have got to get, you know, into this material because it's going to change. Like it's all every two years, it's a new change. Something else is coming down the pipe that you need to know um, in order to be competitive. It's, it's going to end up like computers, right? Like every, you know, if you're not cutting edge with the computer, then you're out the door. With yeah. with the technology that's coming down the line, right? Yeah, and you see I, that stuff 
without changing the subject too much, like drain cleaning. The, I mean, the technology that's gone into that is just like, it's miraculous. My job when I started out was the freaking cable snakes, the flat lay, like <laughs> big old reel. Yeah. Yeah. Ramming that through a kitchen drain for, you know, trying to open that up. And nowadays it's lickety split. I use that stupid, you know, gun, which yeah. every time I post one of those, somebody's like, ah, what the hell, man? You're going to blow up a toilet. And I'm like, well, you know, 300 <laughs> in and I haven't blown up one yet. Not even close. Yeah. Ah, the seal or what? I'm just like, dude, I'm there yeah. for 17 seconds. And, and yeah. unless I don't seal it right and get a little bit of splashback, that thing is. <laughs> first time, yeah. I was going to say the first time I saw one of those in operation, and I may have told this story on here once, but uh, we were working on a boiler room and the floor drain was plugged. And we go down to the supply house to get lunch or to, to pick up some parts at lunchtime. And they're doing a, a Milwaukee counter day. And here's the rep there. And I've known the guy for years. And he's like, hey, have you seen this thing? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, ah, oh, man, thing works phenomenal. I'm like, tell you what, you get done, clean up <laughs> your counter day, and come to this job, right? And and show me how it works. Because I got a plug floor drain right now. You know, old, old cast iron, you know, cast P-trap. And he's like, oh, yep, we're, we're in. He goes, I'll call you as soon as we're done. I'm like, all right, cool. So we go back to work, you know, and there's a little puddle, a two-inch, two-foot puddle of standing water in this floor drain. And he comes up, and he's wearing his khakis and his penny loafers, you know, and his button-up, <laughs> you know, shirt. And, and uh, he's like, yeah, this is pretty sweet. You know, he pulls it out, and he's got the box laying there on the floor and gets the thing all charged up and dicking around with it, you know, and kind of like, all right, well, let her rip, you know. And the homeowner's standing behind him, you know, at the at the doorway into the hallway. And me and I think the other, I was one, one of my guys was with me. And so there's the four of us are standing there and he's like, all right, well, let's get, let her rip. And he sticks it down in there and apparently wasn't holding it down enough. And it blew black snot (laughs) all the way up into the rafters of the, of this mechanical room. And he was (sighs) covered in the, (laughs) and I'm just like, oh, Tim, I feel bad, man. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're like, no. Yeah. You're like, no, I don't think I'm going to buy it. Every time I use it, I give it the old shoulder treatment and it works for urinals and toilets. It's like, I love it. It's fantastic. (laughs) Freaking gun. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to re, I'm going to steer us back on track. So we, oh, sorry. (laughs) No, no. We're already at, we're, we're, we're way longer than we like to be, but this has been great. I just want to bring back, Bob, you said, you know, what's your choice? You can't really decide this technology is kind of forcing us to go with it. You're talking about your boys, but Andy and I have brought that up and I think it's a great place to end this all, unless you guys want to keep going, which I do. I just don't, you know, I want to warn people. Uh, we're, we're ending the discussion, but we may, we might keep BSing. The, uh, the whole idea that like your competition is going to be using this stuff. That's what it was for me. That's when I was early to adopt it, but I, that's the, honestly, that's what I saw. Uh, when I started out on my own years after I'd been pressing a little bit with the contractor I worked for, I told myself then I'm like, I gotta, I gotta invest in a tool. And it was when the first cordless small tools came out and they were expensive just like they are now. And it was more money than I'd ever spent on a tool. You got to remember too. I was just, I mean, I was a residential plumber just started out on my own. So like, I didn't, 
need very many expensive tools. Uh, and I bought one and I never looked back because as soon as I was the first one around here doing it, I saw everyone, you know, take notice. And all of a sudden my suppliers were stocking more and more, which made it better for me. Tools were becoming more available. There are more tools on the market, that kind of thing. And I think you are, you're dead on. You have to use this or you're just going to go away. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to hire you to sweat pipe together in a house or in a office building. Nobody's going to do that. No. There ain't no time. Nope. You're 100% right. So, like you say, people call it, you know, uh, uh, disrespecting the trade or I don't even know. I mean, you can disrespect. If that's what you're at, then you're going to, you'll be disrespecting it uh, uh, from the post office because that's, you'll be delivering mail instead of plumbing. Because you won't, you won't be, uh, you won't be competitive. I mean, that's the bottom line, really. I had a journeyman during my apprenticeship tell me, uh, gave me a a firsthand account of not adopting technology and how long it took him to get back on track. And what it was is the advent of um, Spark Ignition. And he Hmm. goes, you know, back in the day, he goes, I. I, he goes, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Oh no, we're not working on anything that's got electronic ignition. That's a bunch of crap. It's that stuff's junk. You know, all I'm going to do is work on standing pilot boilers and water heaters. I, you know, I don't touch nothing with electronic ignition. And then he goes in 10 years, there wasn't anything with standing pilot. Everything had an electronic ignition that I was installing. He goes, and yeah. what do I do? You know, now I'm, I'm installing this stuff and I don't have You're an option. Gonna... I can't order it standing pilot anymore. You're not going to service he goes, and install. Right. And he goes, he goes, now what? He goes, when the thing doesn't work, when I first pull it out of the box, he goes, cause that happens, you know, cast iron boiler that wouldn't light. Now what? I don't know. I don't understand how this spark ignition module works. He goes, he goes, it probably took me five years to catch up to where everybody else that had been working on it for five years, had all the tricks in in their, up their sleeve already. So, you know, the adoption of that stuff is like you say, you have to, you'll be left in the dust if you're not. Yep. The only caveat yep. to that is like you, I mean, you shouldn't just like shotgun it or shoot from the hip and say, "Oh, freaking Andy's using it and Eric's using it." Well, fuck, that's like I'm gonna go like you said. Like they're not cheap, right, so right. Uh, uh, make sure you know what you're getting into and make sure that you have, um, I don't know, uh, uh, a market to sell that stuff to. Uh, yeah. There's nothing worse than having a ten thousand dollar tool sitting on your shelf that you use <laughs> twice. Absolutely, <a> year. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. So, no. I mean, you, it, it, we we make uh, fun about other people's codes and 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 so on and so forth. So you need to know what your market is and what um, um, your competition is doing. You don't want to be too far out in front of everybody. Bob, I want to thank you for being on, man. Um, maybe My pleasure. maybe we can just get you to agree to be on more often. Maybe we'll have you on again. Anytime. If, if you, you need come. To, you need a, if you need a fill-in. Like I said to you in our text, uh, as a service plumber, I can make anything happen in 45 minutes. Well, it's just so fun <laughs> to get somebody else's perspective. It's not that – I mean, Andy and I are best friends. You know, We talk all the time, and eventually it's just kind of like, well, what do you want to talk about? And we were chatting and I thought, you know what? I'm going to shoot from the hip here, see if he'll join us. And I was, that was so cool that you said yes. Yeah. So thank you. Honestly, from the heart. I mean it. 
and we do we both mean it and I look forward to hopefully having you on again. Uh, let's give you a plug Anytime. though, real quick, because you've been doing a, a really cool thing on Instagram on Sundays. Uh, barn banter or Baker's? Ba- what do you call it? I'm sorry. <laughs> barn it's banter. Barn banter, ba- barn banter with Baker. Yeah, and we just yeah okay, okay. have some industry people on and some trades on there. It's gone really well, actually. So we'll see where it goes. I I tune in. Uh, I was just tuned yeah. in this last week when you were talking with the guy from NTI Boilers, uh, yeah, and it was cool. And I was trying to I was, well, and I was trying to you know comment something that was like useful if it was at all useful to you. I wasn't trying to give you a hard time or anything. And he had some you know he had some good follow up to the comments that were going on there. It was it was cool conversation. It was cool. Yeah, it's not the only time I tuned in, but that's the most memorable one because we you had a really good conversation about technology and boilers and internet connectivity and stuff like that i thought it was interesting which is where it's going right that leads i mean that sort of puts the full circle on what we talked about my kids will have to know about internet connectivity to the boiler and be able to troubleshoot that stuff from their laptops which 10 years ago was insane just even well and and imagine what it's gonna look like two three years from now you know right yeah I mean, yep. yeah. there's it, there is a limited amount of things you can do. They say you can do everything, but there's still kind of a, I don't know if it's a user error kind of, you know, put it this way. I think there's still, there's room for improvement. And there's uh, bugs in the system. Yeah. But you've gone to that right. show in, in Germany. Like that would be, yep. like the stuff that you see there has to be mind blowing. Because like we just talked about the gas pipe. I mean, yep. Europe is a decade in front of us, I think. I mean, that's where all that tech comes from is from Europe. It is here. It is. And it isn't. I think what you see over there are companies that you wish were bringing their product over here. I think that's what you could say about it. That yes, there is new, when new technology is, is developing and getting out into the industry, it seems to be that, yes, they are ahead of us. Uh, But I don't think that that's the, I think that's the headline. I think the full body of the story is, is that, there are a whole lot more manufacturers in all of plumbing yeah, yeah. and HVAC yeah. that are not w- doing business here. And and if you saw what was out there and, and available, you go, oh my god, that would make your mind blow. Yeah, like yeah. the yeah, there, there's just way more out there that we even we don't even know about it. If if yeah. you only live, work, eat, and breathe here, unless you go see it somewhere else, you know what I'm saying. I know exactly like, what you're saying. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. So, all right. Andy, anything else to add to that? No. Thanks, Bob, for spending your Sunday evening with us. So, tell tell the boys hi for us. I will. Good luck out there this week. Don't hurt yourself. Look after yourselves and your families. What else can you say? That's right. All right, man. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>